Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. So the headline last week was an Alberta canola company today is a Regina-based canola farmer. China has uh, widened its ban on Canadian canola uh, exports. And this is a really big problem, not small, because we produce the highest quality canola in the world. It is our one of our biggest exports. And the ban comes, you know, just as Ontario farmers are, are starting to witness a rebound of canola farming. Bruce County's got some of the most fertile canola growing conditions around. We're starting to see some of the highest yields. So what does this widening ban mean? I mean, how does a government in total chaos get control of a fight overseas that it is losing and badly? And now it looks like farmers are going to start paying the price. Let's ask. Matthew Fisher is a longtime foreign and war correspondent. Right now he's a resident visiting scholar for foreign military police over at the Massey College at the University of Toronto. So good to have you, sir. Do you um, do you get the sense that the Chinese government is taking advantage of what can only, I guess, be called total chaos in the Trudeau government? I don't know if they're taking advantage. I think they're behaving exactly as I would have expected them to behave. And of course, it is true that our government is diverted right now by a number of different things. Uh, one big problem, but but a few other things that are that are cooking, that are brewing. But if I could have predicted, and I think I did to you a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, uh, I said China will take other actions. I didn't figure out that it would be rapeseed, which we now call canola, but uh, it would be something I suggested tourism because they've used that as a weapon so many times before. Other countries have done this. In the 1990s, when Bush Sr. was the president, uh, Tizen, the Arkansas chicken company, sold more uh, drumsticks to Russia than any place in the world, and Russia suddenly cut them off during a trade dispute and an economic and political dispute because they said they were unsafe. They did the same with uh, Georgian mineral water, although it is the most popular mineral water in Russia. And China has done it repeatedly with tourists and with car exports and imports, playing that game with uh, the Philippines, with Korea, uh, with Japan. So it's utterly predictable. And I expect that there will be other things coming up, but it is too bad for our canola farmers. Yeah, it's a huge, huge industry, $27 billion. It's a major export for us. So they're caught in the middle of something they didn't ask for. And I don't think a lot of people probably give much thought to things like canola, but when you put it beside our issues with energy not getting to market, you put it beside, you know, steel and aluminum tariffs and now canola, we're starting to feel this and maybe not today, but certainly these farmers will feel it. Yeah, the farmers will feel it in this instance. uh, I've always had a special place in my heart for our rapeseed industry because it really is a Canadian product. It was developed uh, by Canadians in the 1970s. We were the first into the world with it. We still have a very substantial amount of the global market, and China has been a big part of that trade. 
And these are the innocent victims, just yeah. as the couple of Canadians who are held in China are innocent victims. People get sucked up in this kind of thing. And who knows what is next? My guess is tourism, but that was my guess before, and it hasn't happened yet. But China is demonstrating that it is extremely upset, and it really doesn't know any other way but to bully countries. Right. Uh, it doesn't have a soft uh, idea uh, in its brain. It's always, we don't get our way, we're going to have a tantrum. And uh, they use really over-the-top language often in these tantrums, and they do things like this. And they harm countries. They instantly can cause countries very significant damage. They sure as heck did in the Philippines, and they sort of got their way. Uh, the Filipinos now uh, abide by what China is doing with their brazen theft of all those islands in the South China Sea because they didn't want to lose all the Chinese tourists. Right. We have only got about a minute left, but the Prime Minister was asked about it today. We're in full-blown campaign mode. Um, he did say that they're sending a delegation over now, but that begs the question, what the heck have they been waiting for so long? Well, two things. One, yes, what were they waiting so long for? And two, what will a delegation achieve? China, when things matter, things are usually negotiated at or very near the top. Delegations don't even get you past talking points. Uh, God knows how well they will be received, whether they'll, they'll cool their jets a lot of the time. What you really need is the head of state or the leader of the government, in the case of Canada and China, it's the head of state and leader of the government in one, to, to discuss this. And there's no sign at all. And I don't see how there can be until we get a court decision. And I fear when the court decision comes, if it goes against China, that then we're really going to see China lash out uh, tremendously against Canada. So uh, the, the meanness uh, that we've seen so far is just a foretaste, I reckon. Yikes. Scary to, t scary to hear, but thank you for the insight. Matthew, always a pleasure. Thank you. Matthew Fisher. Joining us tonight, so we're going to watch and see how that story uh, plays out. You know, the, the Prime Minister telling reporters today that they're going to send a delegation over today, or now. That's great. What have you been doing for the last eight weeks, nine weeks, ten weeks? You know, there's two Canadians over there, pretty much rotting, waiting for our government to do something. But, of course, our government's busy. They're busy deflecting a non-story. So you just have to wonder at what point, like, what's getting done around here? Pretty big files. I mean, it's not a small thing for a farmer to have to all of a sudden, you know, re -up, remake plans, you know, to, to get their crops going. It's not like they can just go out tomorrow and buy new seed. It doesn't work like that. They have to plan for these things. So how far is China going to go? I don't know. But Matthew doesn't seem to think that they're going to stop. I don't think they're going to stop. You know, they're in the middle of negotiating trade deals with the United States. So who knows what can happen? And uh, if Matthew's uh, suggesting that the prime minister go over there, it's like, oh, maybe not. That might not be such a good idea. Maybe we could just send someone else. Maybe Mr. Harper could go. I'm sure he could do us a favor. So we'll keep an eye on it because that is a very big headline. You know, if you look at it, can't get energy to market. Steel and aluminum tariffed. We don't even know if they can ratify NAFTA at this point or whatever the hell the deal's called. And, and now canola. Tariffs on lumber. Well, yeah. I mean, what what is driving the economy? These are real questions that have to be answered. This is a $27 billion export for us.
So, you know, I guess when the prime minister's campaigning again tomorrow, we'll just ask him again when we ask the same questions again and again. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.